Me when the buffet runs out of frog legs and three Big 12 teams this weekend. Upset. This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome into Locked On Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. I was informed recently that apparently Locked On Big 12 is a biased podcast toward the Big 12. And for that, I am sorry. I apologize, and I will fix it by today telling you how three Big 12 teams could very well be upset this weekend. I, I'm going to give you a ranking of the top three upsets I foresee because I don't think Baylor beats Kansas State. Frankly, I know that Baylor will not beat Kansas State. I don't think that Cincinnati beats Houston. I, I'm confident in that. But I do think there are tiers of upsets this weekend that could very well happen. I'm going to withhold like a, a Kansas-Texas Tech because I'm that's just not one of my, my best picks this week. My top three upsets, though, I'll start with number one, UCF over Oklahoma State. And and it's tough to call an upset because Oklahoma State's favored by two and a half. And I hate this pick. I, I'll tell you this. If you're a UCF fan, I'm sorry, man. I love Gus Malzahn. We're both from Arkansas. I love John Rice Plumley. We both knew each other-ish in high school. High school knew each other adjacent in the same youth organization. And I really thought that UCF was a bowl-bound team preseason. I believed that squad was going to win six games, if not more. I think that I had them pegged at seven and five, the best, maybe eight and four, the best of the new teams. They lost those four straight games in Big 12, five straight games in Big 12 play to start this this conference schedule. And here, there's something so ratty about this. I, I'm a sports wagerer sometimes. And and when I see a line where a team that is seven and two is playing a four and five squad and it's only a two and a half point line, that means that Vegas knows something. The Sharps know something. They see something. And Oklahoma State, while they dominated Cincinnati, they didn't dominate Kansas or Kansas State. The game at West Virginia wasn't total domination. They had to actually mount a comeback in the second half to win that game. Then the OU game this last week, OU fans want to scream in your face. It was a fluke. The flag should have been thrown. Going into this week, here's what UCF knows. Stop Ollie Gordon. Stop Oklahoma State. Now, other teams have known that, right? That, that's that's pretty public. Alan Bowman is not Texas Tech Alan Bowman. He's not Michigan Alan Bowman. He is Oklahoma State Alan Bowman. He's not going to beat you, most likely, but Ollie Gordon is. That's how I view this team. Ollie Gordon has more rushing touchdowns than Alan Bowman has passing touchdowns. I give... The Cowboys a lot of credit for that when it comes to the ground game. ESPN's FPI has US, UCF at a 51% chance of victory coming off the win against Cincinnati. John Rice Plumley at quarterback. My number one shot at an upset is UCF over Oklahoma State. Why? I don't know. I don't. I don't have an elaborate, extravagant reason for why I'm picking this. It's just a rat line. Sometimes you see a rat line and you think, that's not good. Do I want it to happen? I don't. I'm rooting for UCF, but I want Oklahoma State to win and go to the Big 12 championship and win the Big 12 championship. I am a cowboy right now, but I'm worried. 
My second favorite upset this week, the one that has the second best chance of happening, is actually West Virginia at Oklahoma. I believe the Mountaineers, who ESPN gives an 11% chance to win this game, have it in them to beat Oklahoma. Now, if you go by strictly like stats of war, Parker Fleming does a great job of posting actual good previews for these games that are very analytical. If you go by those, you're going to get Oklahoma favored. If, if you go by really any metric, OU is going to be right there. To me, when I think eye test, when I think style of play, when I think about the makeup of West Virginia, who has now won two straight games after I thought they might spiral following losses to Houston and Oklahoma State, I, I think this team, and I actually think Oklahoma State, I think about a squad, by the way, that they led the Cowboys in the second half, as prior mentioned, West Virginia has a similar makeup in that they run the football. They've got Garrett Green at quarterback, who is a dog. Is he the best quarterback in the Big 12? No. Is he an electric playmaker that could one day be a Heisman candidate? No. But between Jaheim White, C.J. Donaldson, there, where Oklahoma State has one good running back, Ollie Gordon, West Virginia has two, really. And that, too, couples to make up for what an Ollie Gordon is. Combine Donaldson, combine White, and boom, you got it. Garrett Green reminds me a lot of Alan Bowman. And West Virginia kind of asks the Alan Bowman of Garrett Green. You don't have to be the star, the stud. We just need you to go out there and do enough to let the ground game win. Last week's win against BYU, 37-7. to 7. For Oklahoma, they've won un- enough games to get them to a bowl. They're 7-2, but two straight losses. Now coming back home without any momentum and their odds at a conference championship game are not great. That's a, gr- a great spot for somebody to upset the Oklahoma Sooners. Not only do I have West Virginia at plus 17, 13 is 13 plus 13. They are my top three for the biggest upset of the week in the big 12. Then here we go. Texas at TCU. Can I, can I peel back the curtain a bit here? Can I be honest with you? I've talked a couple days ago about how some people use poppy titles and, and big flashy uh, uh, thumbnails. I I'm, I'm the same way, right? I, I try to get you to click on the video and then I try to gain your trust through talking in the video about what the title is, what the thumbnail is, giving you an honest take, right? I'm just trying to be real with you here. When it comes to Texas and TCU, if I can be real with you, I just want Texas to lose. They're at number three for my odds on a Big 12 upset this week because I just want Texas to lose. Do I think that Texas should cover 12 and a half? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go on FanDuel all day and, and pay $100. But if I pay that 100 bucks. For TCU to beat Texas this week, then it was well worth it. ESPN gives TCU a 23% chance of victory. I don't care. TCU has Josh Hoover. The expectation is that soon, Quinn Ewers will return for Texas. I don't care. I I am just on board with the idea of Texas losing. And And you might be at home. You might be a Texas fan who's saying, oh, this guy's so petty. Oh, this guy. Oh, he's just a whiner and complainer. You're damn right. You got me. Oh, this guy's just bitter that Texas is leaving. And I don't, I, uh, you saying that, you commenting that right now, just, oh, this guy just wants to see Texas lose. You're reaffirming what I, that's what I'm going for here. That's what I'm giving you. Why wouldn't I? If, I mean, uh, if your favorite team is XYZ, right? You're a Dallas Cowboys fan. And then Dak Prescott 
decides tomorrow, you know what? I don't like Dallas anymore. It's not a fact of like, I'm not getting enough playing time. It's not, I I don't like Dallas. I'm going to leave. And then he decides, he tells, he tells the public comes out of the podium and says, I want to leave. I don't like Dallas. I want to go somewhere else and goes to play for the New York jets. You wouldn't like him. It's just the way this goes. So this week in my top three, God of only I could be right about this one, please. I'm going to go TCU over Texas. Give me the frogs. Please, God, give me the frogs. 12 point underdogs. Or is it? It's 12 points. Um, and it will probably rise between now and game time. FanDuel says 12. Give me somehow the frogs. Coming up. Oklahoma is one of the nation's worst 10 teams. This, uh, I know, weird, is Locked On Big 12. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is where I go to fix up my ride. It is my ride or die, right? So I want to keep it in good shape. eBay Motors helps me do that. eBay Motors has a good the right parts, the right fit, the right prices, and a gajillion parts. Whatever you need, it's eBay Motors to the moon. 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit or your money back. eBay Motors, your burning rubber, not cash. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. All the parts you need, all the prices you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. So I learned this week, I'm scrolling through ESPN, as I'm known to do, right? I work for ESPN Central Texas, one of the affiliate outlets down in Texas. Oh, shocking. And I'm I'm reading Ryan McGee, who I like, senior writer, ESPN, also on TV a lot. You, you probably know Ryan McGee, who lists his bottom 10 after week 10. And, and the headline is, back so soon, Sooners. And I thought, oh, that's kind of weird. Why would the Sooners be in his bottom 10 in college football? I want to preface this by saying, this, first and foremost, if you're an Oklahoma fan watching, I probably like you. We would probably get along. In the whole Big 12 expansion thing, I am much more mad at Texas. I don't know why. I'm much more mad at Texas than I am you. I, I rooted for Oklahoma to beat Texas. I thought that Texas would win. I rooted for Oklahoma. I don't hate um I don't hate Oklahoma for what they've done. I, I'm fine with it. Who cares? I'm more mad at Texas. Maybe it's the way I was raised. Maybe it's where I went to college. But I don't look at OU with the same just complete animosity that I do Texas. So when I saw this, I thought, this this no is real, right? It's, it's clickbait headline. I'll click on it. Well, the number one worst team in America per ESPN, Sam Houston State. Fine, whatever. They're one and eight. Number two, Kent State. Three, Eastern Carolina. If you're keeping up at home, these are all really bad teams, right? Number four, UConn. Also one and eight. They're bad. The number five worst team in America, the the bottom 10, the Oklahoma Sooners. And Ryan McGee writes, how often does a team lock up consecutive coveted fifth spots? Looking at the bottom 10 record book, we can't find evidence that it's happened before. If we're being honest, we couldn't actually open the bottom 10 record book because it's something, something, something like it's just kind of stupid write up to the very end. 
we may have not put OU back in here because we just thought that Swooner name and it was good not to you. I, I like I don't I can't dog on it too much. I work in an affiliate, but the idea that Oklahoma would be a bottom ten team in it, it I. Again, I'm, I'm trying to be careful here. I don't want this to turn into a conversation of how bad ESPN is or ESPN gets X, Y, and Z wrong or it's a joke or it does things poorly. But who could tell me that Oklahoma is a bottom 10 team in the country? And even more so, who could argue that Oklahoma is bad? I, I never thought that I'd be coming to OU's rescue here or trying to defend the university or even Brent Venables, who I know a lot of Oklahoma fans are upset with, or Jeff Levy, who a lot of Oklahoma fans are upset with. But to me, it's just asinine to think that this OU team is not good. Or this OU team in some capacity doesn't get it done. I mean, that they are tied right now for second in the Big 12. I, I know that maybe it's not exactly what you wanted, but Dylan Gabriel, as good as he's been, even struggling the last couple of weeks, is still in the top 10 for a Heisman Trophy. Danny Stutzman, when that guy doesn't play, you already see the effect that, that has on, on the university, on the football team. Billy Bowman Jr., Jaleel Farouk. Are you going to tell me it's a bottom 10 team? I just don't think... That's something we can make any sense out of. Points per game. Oklahoma scores 40 points per game. For as much as I think Jeff Levy should be fired, I don't think he is the guy. I I have to jive with the fact that OU has done a hell of a job offensively. That OU has done more than a, a more than ample job offensively. And then defensively, the improvement from last year, I talked about it in the preseason. Oklahoma was in the 90s in total defense, 100s in total defense, one of the worst defenses in college football all last year. And and I I know I keep coming back to it. It might sound weird that I'm defending OU here, but 490 yards per game statistically, it's the best offense in the Big 12. And I hate that because I do believe that Jeff Levy is not the right guy for the job. And you're probably scratching your head if you're a UCF fan, an Oklahoma State fan, uh, a TCU fan thing. How could this guy say How could this guy say that Oklahoma's offense statistically is so good and Jeff Levy shouldn't be the OC? The reason for that is the fit, right? If you watch enough Oklahoma, if you've talked to enough Oklahoma sources, I had a guy call me uh, who lives in Norman, hosts a radio show in Norman that's as far as I'll go, as far as I'll go, who said, you know, the, the issue with Levy is he's just not the right fit. He just doesn't fit what Brent Venables is trying to do. Oftentimes, you can have an OC who disrupts a DC, or if you have a defensive-minded head coach, you can have an OC that doesn't jive with a DC. Very, It's very seldom that there's not some sort of infighting in a football program, high school, NFL, college, between the offense and defense. Defense gets a stop. Offense can't score. Defense is upset. Offense scores. Defense can't get a stop. At that point, the offense is upset. For Oklahoma, there seems to be the give and take with Jeff Levy. All that to say, despite the turmoil with an offensive coordinator, you have the number one offense in the Big 12, scoring 40 points per game, 490 yards per game. And the defense has finally put it together. And ESPN says you're a bottom 10 team? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. This is such an improvement from where OU was last year. I watched OU last year, and it was embarrassing. For what the caliber is, what the standard is in Norman, it was embarrassing. And now, I just don't think this is very unserious to me. 
the amount of guys that can run the ball effectively for OU, the amount of guys that are very even in the pass-catching game, from Drake Stoops to Julio Farouk, who have been using Nick Anderson, I just don't believe you can legitimately publish Oklahoma as a bottom 10 team in college basketball or football. <laughs> Maybe college basketball, not football. That doesn't make any sense. No, sir. Get it off my screen. Not today. I'm defending you, Oklahoma. Enjoy it while it lasts. Arizona might have to sell its athletic department, by the way. This is Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is where I go to make money. Prize Picks is the easiest way to. I, just, I, I go in, I pick two things, and boom, I'm set. Like I, I, I effectively say, hey, look, there is a way to parlay this with this, and bam, right? For example, for example, basketball season here, you can get specials. Specials: LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a ten and a half point combo of three pointers made plus receptions. You win money. Play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill, comedian Andrew Schultz. Find the community plays under the promos tab of the app to view the entries and some of the biggest names in Prize Picks community. Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so your in- entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half, does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Turn 10 bucks into $250 with just a few taps. Right now, go to pricepicks.com forward slash locked on college. Use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Pricepicks.com slash locked on college. Use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100 at Price Picks. So this is baffling. Apparently, Arizona just ran out of money. Ah, preface this. I don't hate Arizona. I have been wholly impressed with what Arizona has done on the football field with Jed Fish. The trajectory of that program is unbelievable. The basketball program, as good as it is. And now this. I'm not going to make too much light of this. It's funny. At a base level, if I, for somebody who's outside the program, it's funny for a fan of Arizona, for somebody who works at Arizona, for anybody who loves that school, that that athletic association. You're probably not very happy <laughs> that the president tells faculty that massive cuts, draconian cuts are coming due to budget problems. Budget problems, my friends, is putting it lightly. Listen to this. If you haven't heard, listen to this. The university miscalculated their cash on hand by $240 million. Cutting sports programs, that's a quote from Matt Brown on the table. Matt Brown, EP on Twitter. He also, he, he brings in this, a lot of this sourcing from Tucson.com, brings in some of the quotes from this article and says, people who are qualified to run an athletic department may turn it into a profit. We could perhaps get a good sale price. That is encouragement for Arizona to sell the athletic department to an outside vendor to say, you know what? Let's just, the athletic department is owned by somebody else, not the university. Somebody else is that they take care of all the stuff that we do here. Baffling though. There are some universities that operate that way. Maybe not all, but some that operate that way that at this point, there are, 
people in the brain trust or at least advisors saying, you know what? Maybe we just sell the athletic department. How how does one lose $240 million? You wake up one day and you think, you know what? I'm going to check my bank account. Let's see how much cash on hand. Cash on hand. Not just like, oh, you know, we went $240 million over budget or, oh, you know, we we shouldn't spend that $240 million bucks, but we need X, Y, and Z. We could probably make it up here or do this. And maybe it's strategic for us to do it. No, no. Just, oh, yeah. Cash on hand. We got like, I don't know, $240 million bucks. <laughs> you open the cash on hand file. There's $0. You're missing $240 million. Unbelievable. Now, apparently, leadership in Arizona has said that the, it's a good point that maybe selling the athletic department, turning it into a profit is a good point. They're considering, considering giving up. You know what? Somebody else take this for X amount of dollars. We are in a massive hole. They're more enthusiastic, apparently, about the idea of leasing land like Arizona State does. So just, you know, oh, we have some land. You guys can take it. But how on earth for a football program that is so much more respectable now, right? I watched the entirety of that UCLA win. I had a lot of FanDuel dollars put on Arizona, Arizona to win. How do you now come out and say that 240 million bucks is missing? And you're going to come to the Big 12? Like, welcome to the Big 12, buddy. Yeah. You're going to make a good impression on the rest of the teams in the league. And then this stuff comes out. And everybody else in this conference looks at you and thinks, oh, that's not good. Yeah. It's not. It is maybe the nicest way to put it. Embarrassing. This is a total embarrassment to Arizona. Arizona being now a a, a future member and institution of the Big 12. It's embarrassing for the Big 12. It's embarrassing for all those involved, the leadership of Arizona. And I'm sure they don't keep their own books. I'm sure there's an accounting firm, a national massive accounting firm that's supposed to do this. And they just didn't do their job. Or they misallocated this. Or they planned on this many days of this amount of money. Or, or this was the budget. But how do you, I mean, hey, yeah, we're missing a few thousand bucks. At a massive university, sure. We're missing a couple million dollars. All right, fine. Not great, but I'll give it to you. $240 million. You pay me that tomorrow and I retire. You're telling me that's the kind of money? That's the kind of you thought we have that amount of money on hand. And it's just gone? It just doesn't exist? Who caught it? Who one day was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Wait a second, guys. I got my calculator out here and it seems as though we're missing some money. $240 million? Embarrassment, the right word. For Arizona, you, you've you gone flat broke to the point where people are suggesting to your president, sell the athletic department, and the president's not saying no. He's saying, huh, <laughs> maybe. That's a good point. That's not good. I don't know where you go from here. I'll keep my finger on the pulse, but wow. As we go into Saturday tomorrow, which I'm pumped about, Big 12 play, some awesome fun games. i a little bit floored that people are just people. Arizona is just missing Money, $240 million worth. Tomorrow, Tuesday. I'm excited about it. I'll be there with you. I'll post videos. I'll do shorts. I'll do jazz like that. I'll all be right here. Subscribe and I'll shave my head. Yeah. Yeah. This has been and always will be. I love you guys. I really do. 
lots on. Thank you for making it your first listen every single day. Dose Grande.